This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Welcome to Business Inspires. I'm Brett Johnson, owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, part of the consultant and production team working with the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership and this podcast. This is where you would normally hear David Pulikowski introduce the podcast and the guest, but guess who the guest is for this episode? Yes, it's David. Welcome to the other side of the podcast interview table, David. Well, thank you. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I hope it will be. You know, it won't be too painful like pulling pulling teeth, but we'll, 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 we'll survive. Um, you know, what a great time to become the new executive director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. And of course, I put that in air quotes, great time. Yes. You know, we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But I'm, I'm going to also put another little twist in today's episode. Now, I warned you about this, but, uh, you know, David pretty much knows that we wanted to talk about today. But I have included three questions he doesn't know about in three marked envelopes, which they're right here. Three questions. I hope that will help the listener get to know David just a little bit better. And myself, too, because I don't know the answers to these. So they, they'll, it'll be good. So you know what? Let's just kick it off. You pick an envelope, and let's go with a question out of the envelope. All right. Now, I do know the questions, but I don't know the answers. Put it that oh, way. you don't? So, no. I have no idea what you're, how you're going to answer it. I, I, I'm going to let you right, read because I have right. my glasses you got sitting it. over there. So if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? My Candy Crush. <laughs> I am I'm addicted to Candy Crush. Okay. It's part of my mental health. Uh, okay. Okay. I think my kids have said I've been playing it for like as long as it's come out. So 7, 10, 20 years, whatever. Put it in so. the mental health piece, then you're okay. There yes. You so I'm, okay. I'm, you know, my mind never shuts down. Okay. So idle time is not good for me. Okay. But, um, of course, my texting app. Okay. And, you know, I waver back and forth on Facebook, especially nowadays. Um, but, you know, being connected socially, I, I think those would be the major two apps. Okay. But I have probably like 100 apps. I know. And, We're all and of course, they're organized by category. So. <laughs> and even in the categories on mine, I forgot. I'll open that window up and uh-huh. go, I forgot I had that app yeah. <laughs> in there. You know, that, I thought it was important at the time. And I try, I try to get rid of things i don't need yeah so all right. all right but yeah those would probably be candy crush would be the first okay <laughs> Great. i was trying to think of the answers i would too and i i wavered on the facebook thing too i I, yeah. I i luckily there's enough control on it that i can you can now get rid of the negative of it and and can become what you want it to be but yeah and it's, and it's tough. funny i'm you know i understand in while we're talking facebook i understand there's Everybody has their own opinion. Mm-hmm. But when I start seeing people being hateful right. and angry and crossing the line, I just, I can't deal with that. Yeah. And yeah. It's time to go. It's so. tough. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's go back in time a little bit. I want you to go back to high school, junior, senior year. What were you thinking you would be doing with your life when you graduated? 
Had no clue. Really? I had no clue. Okay, so um, it's always, you, did you go to college after that? Then? Yeah, What'd I went to do? Cleveland okay. State. Okay. It took me eight years because I had no clue what I wanted. Um, I, my degree is actually is in urban affairs okay. from Cleveland State. And I had a very good friend of mine that I met in college who was involved. And I just, you know, I tried accounting. I tried mathematics. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't feeling it. And then got into the urban affairs. And, you know, it was interesting because, you know, what are you studying? Well, you know, we studied anything from social services to the development of cities to grant writing. So I'm kind of doing what I went to school for. And uh, it, it, it was just a broad spectrum. And being in the nonprofit field for over 25 years really has allowed me to focus on what I went to school for. Mm. And you, so that major, you graduated with a what? Uh, a Bachelor of Arts. Bachelor of Arts, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I have a BA. Um, thought about master's, but... What's it going to get you? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Kind of. Or, I mean, no one can take it away from you, of course. As, no, I, as everyone no. says, your master's, your doctorate, no one can, you know, mm-hmm. do it to do it if you want right. to, right? Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, junior and senior year in high school, I just was focusing on my next step. Mm-hmm. So you said 20, 25 years in nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. So what were you doing in that world then? So I have been in anywhere from nonprofits. Um, I worked for public health for about seven years of that nonprofit years. Mm -hmm. Um, I did grant writing, fundraising. I love fundraising. Uh, You know, I love asking people for things because my feeling is the worst they're going to say no. Right. So my approach is let me educate you who I am, what we do. You know, especially now as a chamber, um, how we can benefit you and, you know, looking at development and development is such a broad spectrum that mm-hmm. you got to first develop relationships mm-hmm. and those relationships, you know, over time with the hope that people would join the chamber or be a part of my past events or uh, previous positions. So moving forward that you strengthen and you prove to your mm-hmm. these perspectives members mm-hmm. that there's a purpose behind what we do right so the the, um, the fundraising that you did I mean was that events that you had the most fun with or was it uh, yes uh, however you want to categorize fundraising you know I've, I've done fundraising from membership mm-hmm. um, fundraising as far as special events sponsorship development um, created events from start to finish enhanced events taken over events, enhanced them. And, you know, one of the favorite things I did was a farm to table in my previous position. Oh, wow. So we took it from a family style sit down to a um, seven station, seven chef station event. Um, And it included signature cocktails, chef's choice based on the produce, um, wine, beer. So... Um, it, it was a great, it was outdoor. So, um, just an incredible event because yeah. it was about the food and yeah. the local chefs. Everything was local. That's great. And that's, you know, and that's why being a part of the chamber, it is about being local, um, working with your local service area and ensuring that they know 
that we're here to support. Mm. I, you know, the, the nonprofit sector, I think all of us have had some dealing with the nonprofit, whether you serve on a board or you're a volunteer and such. I mean, that's it's hard work. But it's funny you brought back in regards to fundraising and asking people for money and you know proving yourself and proving what you're doing. I read somewhere, and this kind of helped me when I was on a board for a nonprofit about people want to be asked mm-hmm. to do something, to give to of time or of talent or of treasure, and they almost take it as an insult if you don't ask. Right. And I think that helped me bridge that gap of, okay, I am here to advocate for this nonprofit. I need to ask mm-hmm. something of this person because why would I take them out to lunch or why would I have a meeting with them if I didn't? They're expecting it. And let them say the no. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's part of especially boards um, looking at why they sit on a board. Um, hopefully it's more than a resume builder and you usually can weed these people out. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's interesting because with the volunteers and board members you have, and, and this has been my experience throughout my entire career is you have volunteers that will give you the world and you know, are you sure you're not doing too much? No, 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 I can. And then those that'll just give you a small slice, but that's, it's still a big impact. So you just have to learn and work with individuals to see what they're willing in their comfort zone is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's fun to push them out of their comfort zone. Oh, yeah. You Mm -hmm. get a lot. It's surprising what you do get out of people when they realize, wow, that was well worth my time because Mm -hmm. it pushed me. She pushed me. Right. And such. Now, you've with within the nonprofit world, we'll get to chamber, but it's if this relates to it. You've had to deal with a lot of executive committees and boards and volunteers and such. How how do you navigate with all of those types of people? You just you just have to be able to work with all different personalities okay. and in all different levels of careers, whether they're CEO, executives, or up-and-coming individuals and and starting out in their careers that just want to learn. Um, I think it's important that looking at that aspect, because our generation, the Mm 50-plus, you know, we're we're on our way out in 10 to 15 years, some of us, um, encouraging the next generation and the generation after that to understand the importance of giving back. Um, whether it's a chamber or a true 501c3, it's about showing your commitment to the community and helping raise that community up mm-hmm. through the different nonprofits. All right. So where were you before Columbus and what were you doing? So previous to Columbus, I spent seven years in Painesville, Ohio. Okay. Um, of that seven years, I worked for an organization called the Downtown Painesville Organization. I was executive director, and it was a Main Street program. So, you know, it's a best practice program. There are about 1,500 or so Main Streets across the U.S. Um, hmm. We had a state organization. We had 23 full Main Street programs in Ohio, plus affiliates, which are working to become a full Main Street program. So, you know, looking at that, you know, follow a four-point approach. Hopefully I can remember them. (laughs) Promotions, economic vitality, organization, and uh, it'll come to me. But following this four-point approach, 
really helps put in perspective because what your organization's looking at and doing. So, you know, under the organization, it was about building the organization, working with the board, sponsorship, fundraising, and things of that sort. Um, economic vitality, working with small businesses in the community mm -hmm. to ensure and provide them opportunities for training. So we never actually did the training, but we provided that platform so that we had individuals that would come in and, and provide a service. And, you know, most of the time we were able to get these trainings for free. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, promotions, it was truly about... Um, the promoting the organization, promoting the community. So looking at different aspects of bringing people into the community um, in marketing it as a whole. So, you know, creating foot traffic so that people can see what's going on. And the last one was beautification. beautification. Uh, okay. There you go. So, you know, it was truly about trying to incorporate art in, in more, um, of flowers and just in ensuring that the streetscape and everything working with the city. Um, one of the things that we used to do, well, they still do, is we did a weekly car cruise from May to September. So we had like 17 car cruises through the season. And every Friday night, we would have anywhere from two to 400 cars on our square wow. coming and going. So. It was at first. I'm like uh, every Friday night, five to five to eight, we're on the square. So it wasn't bad. Um, but we had food truck. We had DJ. We did a fifty fifty raffle. So it was just a chance for people to come in and see what was happening. And they've been doing it about fifteen to twenty years now. Mm -hmm. So how does that organization work with the local chamber? Then? It sounds like there's possibly some overlap. Possibly, but not. So, okay. you know, and that was one of the great partnerships that I had was with our chamber. We, you know, we were a membership organization. The difference was we were, uh, we were 501c3, chambers are 501c6. So okay. chambers focus solely on their membership. We focus on the community as a whole and promoting our members. So more of the fact with the downtown Painesville organization or DPO, we would you know, we were truly selling a mission to build a strong future in a diverse community where everyone is welcome. That just rolled off from somewhere. But so, <laughs> no, know, out of probably hundreds of meetings, you've had to say that, yeah, <laughs> yeah or presentations, yeah. exactly. So, bringing that aspect together, you know, our chamber, we never had a conflict. We worked really well together. But I know there are some chambers and mainstream program that see it as a challenge. I can imagine. Um, but the focus was truly trying to get people to come into your community and see what was available. Okay. So what interested you when uh, you saw this executive director position that was available at Tri Village Chamber Partnership? You know, I started my career in the chamber. Um, I worked for in Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon, Knox County Chamber of Commerce, and then the Knox County Area Development Foundation. Um, I've always partnered with chambers and everything that I've done. Um, being in Painesville, the hundred inches of snow a year really <laughs> kind of got to you. Uh, and um, my husband's family was down here. My family's in Cleveland. So, you know, we missed Columbus. And I just was looking at staying in the nonprofit world. Mm -hmm. And truly, it um, worked out. Um, mm -hmm. I enjoy it. 
It's a little slower pace than what I'm used to, but... Um, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, because, you know, we yeah. everything we do is from 9 to 4, 9 to 5, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, now everything's online, virtually. Um, it is about networking, which I thrive on. Thrive on meeting people and bringing people together, but we don't have the special events. We mm-hmm. don't, you know, those major events, which is a total different climate for me but the adjustment is we're still promoting and working and trying to reach out to prospective members Mm -hmm. um, and working with existing members to show them that this is you know this is who we are you know chambers have been around for eons ages Mm -hmm. and um, you know tough times now but I think we just need to make look at focus and change a few directions. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that we're doing now is online. Yeah. Um, and we're getting some great opportunities to provide a lot of interesting and different programming. Right. Yeah. And I do want to go into that, uh, but we need to go to another envelope uh, before uh, we get really serious. Because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, everyone knows we're going to be talking about you know, the pandemic. I, I and I, never, I want to jump into it, but I just don't want to do it yet. I try not to get too serious everything i try to do i want to have fun Mm -hmm. in a professional way and get people to enjoy and that's i think why i like the aspect you know what before everything happened with covid we Mm -hmm. had the happy hours which really were going well um we enjoyed it just to sit back and say this is what we as an organization and i have to thank tony and my partner in crime for being a part of that and organizing those, but we truly bringing people together and giving them that opportunity and platform to get to know each other and, mm-hmm. and network is really what yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. So the question is, what would be your best day ever? Oh, wow. That's an interesting one because that can go in so many ways. It can, can it? Yes. It could. Vacation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, vacation comes to mind. Because Don't you categorize it? The work day, the vacation day, personal oh, day. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You could do a lot of different things with this one. Yeah. So, work day. We'll start with work day. I, I think just knowing that we're pushing forward in, in promoting our businesses and letting businesses know, you know, we're here that we can sit back and say, okay, this is what we've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Here's what we have to do. You know, there's always going to be work and moving forward. Vacation is on the beach, <laughs> near a pool. Drink in hand, I believe, correct? Cocktail yeah, there you in go. hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it just... And your, your beach is south of the border usually, right? Correct. That's usually Mexico, yeah. Caribbean okay. um, have done some cruises. So, you know, those. And then, you know, like on weekends, if... We just new, moved into a new house, so you know there's always something to go. And I hate waiting, so we're always at the mercy of others when we're you know we're we're remodeling, done major res- renovations before we're mo- remodeling our kitchen and expanding it um, and the flooring throughout. But everything's tied to one thing, and that's mm-hmm. sometimes even in my job I feel like we wait on others because we're here to serve our members and that's you know we need our members to provide that input right are you so you sound you you sound to be a goal setter as well as maybe a checklist person 
Yes or no? Okay. You know, I've learned through these many years that you have your checklist, you follow everything, um, but you have to be able to adjust. You know, it's not a perfect world. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit those speed bumps, step back, adjust, and move forward. Um, nobody's perfect. We're all human. We make mistakes. And But, yeah, there's certain things that I like to see done in ensuring that it's a good quality future for not only myself and my family, but as uh, the ED of this chamber right. and everything I do- have done. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to know each other just a bit before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. We talked about podcasts and other items that were on your agenda at that time. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the beginning of the year. How has the pandemic changed what you want to accomplish as the executive director of the chamber? Well, you know, one of the big things looking at enhancing and building our events, you know, the morning perks, the lunch with mm-hmm. us, the luncheons, um, trying to continue the enhance. So we're still able to enhance and look at quality programming, which we are like for the morning perks, we created a online um, series with uh, two volunteers, Stacy and Yasmin, that will look at your online presence, e-commerce. So we have a series created and through the end of the year, um, the lunch with us, you know, we're working with the Franklin County Health Department to, you know, for them to provide a programming. So the biggest adjustment was to go virtually mm-hmm. with everything versus in person. Um, and still make it a quality yes. time spent. Because mm-hmm. a lot of Zoom meetings right now are just total waste of time. Yes. And I don't want to waste people's right. time. And, it, and that's a learning curve. I mm-hmm. know. I, you know, that, that's not to poke, the, poke anybody in no. the eye that they did it wrong. It's just this is a whole new one-dimensional mm-hmm. world. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the thing, you know, I don't want to meet just to meet. Um, you know, we have four committees. Our economic development committee is chaired by Joe Henderson, the economic development director in, in Upper Arlington, and he does a great job. So he coordinates everything. Um, those meetings meet every other month. Um, we're supposed to do an economic development download. It was this month, or June or July. Um, but we, you know, of course got to post was postponed. Um, so, you know, the four committees, I always want to make sure we have a purpose. We have an agenda in, in moving forward, um, and creating opportunities again to maintain that professional aspect of what the purpose of the chamber is. Yeah. And to me as a member as well too, it it may put a a fresh perspective on the the get-togethers. Mm-hmm. I, you almost go through a series of them over years, and you kind of take them for granted. And I think that may be the result of a lot of things through this pandemic, is we took a lot of things for granted that we could do. We still aren't out of it yet. Mm-mm. Even by the time this episode airs, we're not out of it yet. No. So we're still restricted in some ways. But um, it, it, it may actually be a benefit coming out that more people attend and maybe a bit more engaged with the events. Right. And, you know, here's what I'm seeing. Um, a lot of innovative thinking, um, you know, after 9-11 and Katrina, we planned, planned, planned. 
And I think we got complacent Mm -hmm. with what we were doing in our planning. So in a way, this was an eye opener that you got to, you have to recreate yourself, continue moving, doing business as usual. But how, how do I make changes? Um, for us, it was going virtually and maintaining and promoting the other aspect of, you know, looking at these restaurants that my doors are shut. How do I, how do I keep going? Well, a lot of them created that online presence. Um, some have shut down and not reopened and not sure where they're going. We've seen throughout Central Ohio changes in businesses. So it is about being able to stop, pivot, and do whatever to recreate yourself. And, you know, one of the big things we need to look at in working with our members and those that join is ensure you're planning properly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and, and that those plans were quite evident. Well, the plans that weren't there were quite evident, mm-hmm. I think. This is, you know, and, and I think for the most part, from what I was gathering from Zoom meetings, from just conversations of businesses that I knew and work with, I, I, I think they had plans in mind, not mm-hmm. to this degree of this, you know, shutting down literally what was going to happen, uh, but I, I, I think they, they're okay. They, they know it was, this was not something that they did to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating. Right. That is extremely frustrating. But at the same time, I think you're right. I think, you know, the really good ones pivoted. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes there's things out of our control, and that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but recreating and taking a step back, um, we've seen a lot of positive aspects. Right. So. Yeah. What kept you uh, awake at night during this pandemic? Anything keep you awake that just worried you to, to no end? Uh, you know, the future. Always worrying. You mm-hmm. know, our members. Um just the whole aspect of how this is, you know, not only friends and family and, you know, those that are getting sick, um, but just the whole aspect of how this is affecting not only Ohio, the country, but around the world, because it's just, it's a chain reaction. And I don't know if we've truly seen the full fallout from all this yet. I don't think we have yet. I I think there are always reverberations of any, extreme action that's happened mm-hmm. uh, this is this is gonna be a long-term effect we'll, we'll feel it uh, somehow right oh yeah and, and, and not realize wow didn't see that coming again mm-hmm. kind of almost not a second wave to the pandemic necessarily but the the monetary piece of mm-hmm. this the economic piece of this another wave of tax increases because of the spend that had to be or the taxes that weren't coming into government to help pay for things right. or whatever it, we'll see it. Mm-hmm. We'll absorb it. We'll figure it out. But um, I, how do you plan for it? You just other than be aware something's going to happen. <laughs> you, you know, and it, and it's funny because you do hear we hear the masks. You know, masks, no masks. Mm-hmm. Um, people just we're seeing an increase in spike um, in cases. Um, just saw there was an increase from putting bay so mm-hmm. you know nobody knows what's the right the wrong but you know do what you feel comfortable and you know we keep our social distancing here we're lucky enough we have a large space we wear you know i wear my mask when i go into a store um we have 
been to restaurants, and I think, you know, after 9-11, is it, you know, we saw the safest, it was the safest time to fly and all these precautions that were put in. But, you know, it's, it's just following what your heart, your mind, whatever tells you, you know, what you think is best for you. All right. What surprised you the most during this shutdown, uh, at this whole period, about the chamber and its chamber members? What surprised you the most about it? You know, we've we've seen the continued support. We have lost some members, um, but we are seeing a lot of innovative thinking, um, and that's where the positive of all this is coming out. Um, we're going to see a lot more of the online presence, the virtual presence. Um, anxious to see how this is all going to pan out for, you know, luncheons and in-person mm -hmm. meetings and events. And, you know, I know there's weddings and stuff are allowed. So, you know, yeah, let's see what happens. Right. Um, but I think it is the willingness of members to ensure that they're, they're pretty resilient. And, and let's let's pivot this way, pivot that way, and let's move forward. So um, we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. Well, how is the chamber and its members better prepared if something like this happens again? How, how, and we probably touched on a lot of points, but what have you seen, and how do you feel that the chamber is better prepared, and and the members too? That you know, whatever pandemic hits again, mm -hmm. or just a you know, we're hearing rumors of other swine flu possibly or you know i mean we, we've been um, cushioned from these pandemics mm -hmm. luckily because of science and technology but we may see them again or it, it could be a natural catastrophe right. as well too but uh, you know how, how do you think you know everybody's preparing themselves are you seeing a common thread you know i think people are on their toes more mm -hmm. um Taking a step back, um, a lot of challenges. How do we face these challenges head on? How does my business continue? We, you know, we, we did see a lot of shutdown because of, you know, certain businesses just weren't vital at the time. Um, but really being prepared and planning and sit back and, you know, looking at the virtual reality of things and, um, yeah. promoting yourself and in unfortunately you know we've our unemployment rate went from very low to pretty high right now so there's still some opportunities out there um but i think there's always opportunities for growth all right yeah yeah it seems to me uh, the better you were in your network and took advantage of those opportunities to continue to network, to continue to talk. I tried to make a goal for myself to at least contact one person a day, mm -hmm. just just to see how they were doing, mentally, physically, how the business was going. It, it didn't matter what, it was just a, and for me too, to be able to say, okay, I didn't go through five days of not talking to anyone, you know, because I could easily do that yeah. with what I yeah. do. Um, just make sure that I was talking and see how things were going and just to, just to hear people talk. You know, when, when we first started, it was, you know, where do we go? How do we do this? So the big thing, we continued with the new weekly newsletter. We provided resources. We asked people to, you know, do that. Let us know. Mm -hmm. You know, I know 
I was overwhelmed for at least the first month because the information was nonstop. It was nonstop. Good and, and bad. bad. Yeah. Good and bad. And that's where I think part of the mental mm-hmm. aspect of this whole thing was wearing people it, it down. It was fatiguing. It was. Yeah. It was. I was exhausted. So, you know, we're lucky enough that we were able to continue the newsletter and connect and stay connected with our chambers, that our chamber members that way. Um, continued to offer meetings. We did um, a bi-weekly meeting for about a month or two, um, just talking to people and letting them know. So, you know, it's it's we're here. We can we can we're here to assist. Let us know mm-hmm. what we can do. Right. So, what was the not necessarily because of the pandemic, but just your whole career? What was the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? You know, it's funny. It always goes back to the fact that I was told early on, do your best. Just remember there's somebody out there that could do your job, if not better. So that's something that always stuck in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing, you know, striving to ensure that you are, you as a person are doing your best um, in ensuring that you're meeting your personal goals, which mm-hmm. really were helping your profession. Right. Right. So how do you like being on the other side of the table? <laughs> it's just like having a normal conversation with you. Brett, I'm when glad. You I'm yes, glad. I'm yes. glad. So what is the best way to reach you? Uh, I, I'm, uh, in regards to any needing any information about the chamber or just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that you were such a great guest that you may want to be called upon on other podcasts to be a guest mm-hmm. on because of your knowledge base. So what's the best way to reach you? The best way is reaching me at, at my email, david at chamberpartnership.org. Um, usually, if I don't know the number, I don't answer. We'll put it, it in know, the show can, notes. You know, That's fine. Yeah. But anytime I have access to my email. So Good. Okay. Because I know there are a lot of there are a lot of different ways. Oh yeah, we're going to go there. Uh, there are a lot of different ways of reaching people, and some, I, I've noticed some people. Yep, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm there all the time, mm-hmm. and it's 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 faster than email for them. So I always want to ask that question. So it's kind of seems obvious, but sometimes you get an answer that it's like, wow, you you actually you respond to LinkedIn faster mm-hmm. than email. You respond to Twitter mm-hmm. faster than email. That it's interesting those answers, but it's typically email. But you just never know. Right. You never know because some some people again live on a social media platform, and that's how you reach them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Well, this has been fun. Um, tell you what we're gonna do. Yeah, when you open the final episode, final question. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna ask you the question right now. Uh-huh. So you're gonna let you answer it after the business inspires outro. So kind of a bonus. Uh-huh. Okay. So let, I'll ask you the question, and then people, you gotta wait till after the outro to hear the answer. Who would you most like to sit next to on a 10-hour flight and why? The answer coming up. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose— the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership.
For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires. All right, we'll set up the question again. Who would you most like to sit next to on a 10-hour flight and why? It's kind of interesting because there's so many different opportunities, you know, looking at what's happening today and with the Black Lives Movement, with the pandemic, and, you know, one person maybe looking at, talking to would be uh, Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about the 60s as compared to 2020, Um, talking to, you know, JFK potentially, um, because there was a lot of movement started with him. Um, even like for people that are alive, having Barack Obama and George Bush on either side of me um, would be an interesting concept because, you know, not putting anything into current, but it just going back and looking at how these previous presidents come together, I think really shows a lot for their integrity. Right. How to navigate what yes. they did for four to eight years you know i would never want that challenge because you just see the aging of them progressively quick quickly and uh but you know in that just 10 hours that's a long time time, i know you know you definitely want to pick somebody that's very talkative. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get those periods. You can take a nap, <laughs> but you know, to right. pass the time, I mean, looking at just some of today's, um, wow. You know, looking at some star, I don't know. I know. I really, really, you'd want you know, a plane full of people. I think. Yeah. That you could private jet. So it wouldn't be too, Right. commercial feeling you say you could sit down and have a drink beside someone and just kind of hang out with them for a couple of hours then you move on and you see the chit chat going on with all these people that you what wanted I, to have what you know, i like yeah. to do is watching people interact okay. you know even to see a barack obama and george bush interact now that would be an hour's worth mm-hmm. of just entertainment right there right you know just to see two uh, former presidents having a good time you're open because you threw the party yeah <laughs> It's just, it's interesting just to look at the whole concept of, Mm -hmm. I could have a 10-hour conversation just on who would I would want to sit by. Yeah, there you go, exactly. You know, and even looking at, you know, going back, because you always hear about the Constitution, Mm -hmm. and and going back and talking with some of the founding fathers, Mm -hmm. excuse me, that is this, you know, is this what you perceived when you wrote this? Right. And, you know, times have changed from 1776 to 2020. So um, just the opportunity to go back in history with some people and say, what are you thinking of today? Yeah. Bring them up to speed and kind of just see their eyes pop out of their head. Yeah. Um, Almost. It just, I try to stay as middle of the road as, you know, possible, but... Just really, we need to truly come together. Um, you know, being in the LGBTQ community, 
there's been nationally, statewide, some states, you know, we weren't protected. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Supreme Court just said we are covered under the uh, Civil Rights Act mm-hmm. of the 60s. So, you know, looking at some of those people that fought for that cause, um, and, you know, we had the conversation, Tony and I, he, it, it's 2020, why wasn't that already? Yeah, I, right. Like it kind of went under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I think almost. it's sad in, you know, in Ohio, it's been on the books, never brought to a vote since the 80s or something. Yeah. So, you know, and looking at the current activities, you know, violence, I don't agree with. Protesting your cause, I agree. Yeah. I support. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of changing times. All right. And as we say, history repeats itself. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good answer, because there was no wrong answer to that. So, <laughs> and, that, and it just, it makes you think. That does, I'll have doesn't to come it? back to you to and that, yeah, let yeah. you know what, what I truly think of, because it's probably going to take me a week to decide. Yeah. I, to, for the plane thing, I guess I've never thought about sitting with someone to talk. When I've always been a time jumper that I'd like to go back in time mm-hmm. to witness certain things and more than sitting down with someone. So it makes it definitely makes it think that you're, you're creating a time jump for that person basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's a tough one. That's a yeah. tough one. Yeah, it is. It is. I guess I've never been, I haven't been enamored by someone that much to want to sit with them mm-hmm. 10 hours necessarily. But I think I, if I thought long and hard enough, I could figure somebody out. You know, one of one of my favorite people's people nowadays is Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. She's real. She gets it. She's she just won three Emmys for mm-hmm. her daytime talk show. Um, you know, just looking at the broad aspect of her life and where she came from and where she is today, and um, had the opportunity to see some of her show and. Um, it's funny because, you know, when she sings, her voice is big and mm-hmm. it's great. And then when she's not singing, she's real. And, and that would be, I think, I could spend 10 hours talking to her. And another one is like Jennifer Hudson, too, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, wait, going back to the old American Idol days. Mm-hmm. But looking at people that truly have had an impact in a positive way on the youth and society today right yeah so. yeah be good well great thank you for answering that and well, and thank you listener for sticking around yes thank you now you have some uh, hopefully a little bit more insight on david that you get to talk to him next time you see him on zoom or face to face when he's on the street going to your business or just at dinner sometimes mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully you bring that up to him and and know that you listen to the pod we know that you listen to the podcast right. so that's great thanks again david appreciate it thanks brett